Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell and I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. That is 28 years. That's a long time to be in business. Today's podcast is going to be about you can't make somebody else fit. That's the title. You can't make somebody else fit. But before I get into that, we owe this podcast to our sponsors who pay the bills. And that happens to be Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and over 100 million in sales between them. I personally vouch for these folks. Jonathan's a client. He works hard. I know him. And uh, Lynn does as well. And they can be reached at 386-451-2412 or thegildengroup.com. Okay, so let's get into today's podcast. You can't make somebody else fit. One of the most frustrating situations anybody can be put in in a personal training situation, and it's frustrating for the trainer and it's frustrating for the client, is essentially when a family member, typically a spouse, not always, but that's the most common scenario, pretty much drops off their spouse and says, make them fit. Make them fit. I've had it with them. All right, so that's a little bit of uh, you know an exaggeration, but not completely. They don't do it so overtly, although you know maybe they should because then we can get it all out in the open right away and have a nice little dysfunctional family argument with the trainer involved, and then we don't ever have to train them, and it can uh, kind of like you know delay the inevitable, not delay the inevitable, the opposite. Anyway. Um, but, you know, it does happen more in a scenario of I've been wanting my so-and-so, let's say spouse, get in better shape. Um, can you help them? I believe you can help them. It's more in that realm or, uh, you know, um, maybe they don't even tell you too much about it. They buy a gift certificate for them or, you know, maybe they bring them aboard like uh, we do do couples here at the gym and it saves people some money and so sometimes they think about bringing in their spouse to train with couples um and you know it's kind of funny about that like if that worked that would be our most popular plan because it is the most economical but what's funny is i would say it's our least popular training package financially and all the clients we have, which are many, I'm trying to think, I think we have maybe two official couples, you know, as far as uh, paying for the couple. Um, we have other couples, but they come at different times and uh, it's very different. It's individual. Um, but we only have, I, I'm thinking two, unless I'm missing somebody, couples, so four people. And those have actually worked because very different scenarios and it's it's not that all couple training is a failure i think other gyms have success with it i guess i mean i I don't know i mean i don't view success as uh you know getting money from them because i don't know i mean in, in our gym i can only speak for ourselves we're full anyway so it's not really that but i would say success is 
is the intended outcome happening? Is, is both parties getting in better shape and is, has it been a healthy experience? Um, so it's not impossible, but you know, out of all of our clients, 50, 60 or so, we have 90 to 100 sessions per week and we have maybe six, let me think if they come. So eight, eight tops if they come twice a week, couples out of 90 to 100. That's not very high, right? And you would think, well, it would be more because it's the most affordable plan. Uh, clearly there is something in that, I think. But anyway, that's kind of the, uh, I'm just trying to like use some math to show you how unsuccessful it is or unpopular it is. And I think it's unpopular for a reason because nobody's happy. Trainer's not happy. Um, the clients aren't happy e either side, the one who pushed them in and the one who's being pushed. So you really can't get somebody in better shape. They have to want to do it themselves. And what typically ends up happening is the person comes in. It, it's it, not always. And again, the first session, you don't know. You don't know the motive of the person trying to, quote, help somebody. Um, you don't know. But they'll come in. You'll do an assessment. It's typically separate from the other person. And you know, it's their time. And you ask them their goals. And they're vague at best. At best, they're vague. Like, well, doesn't everybody want to get into better shape and be healthier? Um, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, they'll ask you that, the, the me. And I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I would assume so. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. It's like, so they don't really have any clear-cut goals. And then, then sometimes it's even more overtly, and we've had that recently, where... Basically, the person says, so-and-so wants me to come, so-and-so wants me to get in better shape. And, you know, so here I am. It's like, oh, God, this is going to be even more joyful. And, you know, you would think that knowing, knowing us, and most people that listen to this podcast know us. They're, they're clients of the gym or have been associated with the gym. Either training with us before or currently or friends or associates or you know friends of clients whatever so they know us and know like we're we're pretty busy so i mean not pretty busy like we're real busy i mean we're at the point where we're not taking clients you know and we put them on a list and then when something opens up we text them and say hey you've got one half hour spot i mean that's where we're at and i'm very grateful for that it's so when, when people suggest they're going to bring in somebody who's like unmotivated, it, well, I don't know what they're thinking, you know, or, or trying. Uh, and, and again, you know, and yeah, this has happened over the past two years. And it's been, you know, it's a little easier to get them in when you say, well, they can come during my time and they already have a set time. It's going to be couples or they'll go out of town and say, you know, I'm going out of town for two months, you know, can they take my spot? And say, oh, God, you know, they, do they want the spot? So, like, I guess I don't understand why when people know that, and maybe it's their last resort, they're frustrated, um, and that's a whole other issue, which I'll dive into a little bit today on this podcast. But essentially what ends up happening is just that. So they don't really have any particular objective goals they're concerned with it seems more to get the person off their back or at, at the best case scenario it's um you know i guess this doesn't sound so bad they think um but then you get in the training and they don't want to do anything and everything's 
a complaint, you know, whether it be overtly like this hurts, I don't want to do it, or they come up with excuses that something bothered them last time or, or something like that. And they always stop, fall way short of where they should be repetition wise because, you know, we use typically what's called rep max, meaning that like if you're, if you are doing 10 reps on an exercise, you should be right around your fatigue at the 10th rep. If you can do like 10 more, that's not an effective set at all. And they won't even get close to it. They're like, no, that, that's all I can do. And so they're very unmotivated. You give them homework to do, like whatever it might be, walk or in some cases strength training wise, it could be bodyweight squats or push-ups or whatever. You ask them if they do it and no, no, I'm, I'm barely able to make it here. Oh, okay. You know, maybe they want help with diet and um, you give them a meal plan and uh, you give them help that way and you ask them if they're doing it and the answer is always no. Um, it, you can see listening to this from the trainer's standpoint when you're really, really busy already and you don't need to do it and you pretty much consider yourself to, to be the best, which I absolutely do. Um, you know, I don't know that any trainer I know puts as much energy into wanting to be the best and I think that's important. Um, there's a lot of areas to work on to do that, but in any event with that, it's like, okay, so I'm going to match my best effort with your half-assed or zero-assed effort. It's like that, that doesn't work. You know, green isn't green. You know, I used to have somebody say that to me a lot. Green is green. I'm like, eh, I don't know. No, it's not. <laughs> You know, that, that means we value money differently. Green is not green, um, in my, you know, in our scenario, in my scenario. So it's a very frustrating situation, but it's frustrating for them too. So really, this is, this podcast, as brief as it is, is really sent to the people who think that they need to fix people, all right? Because we don't necessarily get mad at the person who is unmotivated. It's like, it's frustrating and typically we cut them loose. I mean, not typically, always. You know, we get to a point where maybe they make it through the 10 sessions and we say, you know what? No, we're not gonna redo this, it's not gonna happen. Sometimes the spouse or in rare cases, but it does happen, parent decides that, you know, okay, yeah, this was a mistake and they pull them, which is thankful on our end. Um, but in any event, you know, we'll, we'll cancel after the maximum 10 workouts. Sometimes we can't even get through the, the bundle they bought and we have to let them know, you know, this isn't working. But So we don't get mad at them per se. And it's not like they're, at least in my experience, have ever been like just assholes. You know, it's more that they just don't want to be there. And you kind of can't blame them if they don't want to be there. You know, I mean, we get, you get mad at them. They're there because they're trying to please somebody. Some cases have to be there if it's a kid. Um, so it's like, and I guess getting mad at anybody isn't really appropriate, but it is like the problem is the person pushing it. That's the problem, you know? And there could be a multitude of reasons why that that goes on. It could be a control freak issue, you know, like, I do this, now you have to do this, and I've seen that in the mommy or daddy, their spouse to death in the sense of I'm boss and you will do it and you will toe the line so it's like a control thing and you know that's of course, I mean if you're listening to this you go well that marriage can't last, it's like, well no, not a good one anyway so you know that doesn't work out very well um, and I'm sure there's 100 
thousand problems on top of what we're seeing as the trainer. So it could be that reason. It could be uh, resentment, you know, we've seen like they're just, and it's, that sort of goes along with control, but it's, um, you know, that they're so mad at the person that they want them to do something. And so it's almost like a, you go do this. And I know I'm using my psych degree and my background in counseling and social work here a little bit, but you know, I do have experience in that. So I am able to recognize the signs and symptoms of people's, um, you know, what they say and how they say it. You know, I can't be a hundred percent sure on it, but I can have a pretty good assessment that that might be going on. Sometimes it's fear. And I think, uh, fear propagates the other two issues, you know, and People tend to be uh, giant control freaks. There's always fear at the bottom of that, that there's always like the fear of like being out of control. And if they're out of control, chaos will ensue and that particular person doesn't know if they can cope with life in chaos. And so they become over controlling in areas that they can't control. So at the root of control is fear. It's always fear, the, the fear of the unknown and the inability to know if they can handle it. So it could be those reasons. Um, it could be maybe some other reasons I haven't thought of here, but the bottom line is it doesn't work. People have to want to get in better shape. So having this discussion with Ellen last night, you know, we're, we're going through our list of, you know, people who have started up in the last couple of years. You typically have a better read on those and I know to people like that sounds like a long time ago but like for us that's like new <laughs> those are newbies you know because I've got clients that go back over 20 years and so it's like the you know when we talk in terms of newbies because again we're, we're full so it's not like we're taking new clients every week so um, you know the last couple of years we'll say you know well so-and-so found us out from Google um, and really wanted to get in better shape and went to Google and saw some good reviews they liked, maybe pulled up the pictures and called and then they came in and, it, and I'm literally using two in my mind right now that I can think that literally had no recommendation but came from Google and they worked out great. Uh, they, they got better, they got more fit, they worked hard. I shouldn't say worked past tense because they're still working out but they work hard they they push it um another was you know had seen some facebook and instagram stuff from me for years and uh has followed along but hasn't quite felt ready yet you know for whatever personal reasons but then finally reading my book reached out and said you know okay now i'm ready and they've worked out great and then we've had the other scenario I mentioned spent the whole first part of this podcast on talking about where somebody brought somebody in and says, you know, basically fix them. And uh, I mean, you know, that that's essentially what they said. And they came in together and dumped it basically. And it, it's like, oh, God. And, and that did not work out well. And that was one of those, you know, having to fire. So it's like you can see where like, the motivation starts when somebody gets better is it starts intrinsically. It's something that they want. And, and keep in mind, I haven't even talked about what any of these goals are. I mean, whether they be weight loss, stronger or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's like, does the person want it or not? They have to come to it. They have to come to the trainer. 
I get it sometimes with kids it's a little bit different because the kids typically the ones playing sports and they want to get stronger or their parents don't want them to get hurt those scenarios usually work out pretty good that's very different the kids are already used to kind of being coached and pushed and they have to want it though whenever that happens I have both parties come in father and son mom and daughter whatever and say after the parent starts stops talking I'll look at the kid and I'll say, so is this something you really want to do? And if they go, oh yeah, yeah, and they seem like they're mature, I'm like, let's do it. If it's something like they, you know, look away, can't make eye contact, you know, well, I should, or, you know, something like that, I'll, I'll let the parent know, I'll say, I don't think this is good, you know, and then they'll take them to DME because they'll take their money. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm sure uh, somebody over there will love that, but you know what, I don't care, it's the truth. Um, so... In any event, um, you know, the person has to absolutely want it. That's, that's just how it's got to be, you know. And so this message is for you out there, you know, those people that are like, you know what, I'm going to suggest this to so-and-so. I'm not saying don't refer us. I mean, there's a difference. If somebody says, you know, you look great and I you know, really feel like I need a trainer, you know, that's different. That's called a referral. But if, if you know... You, you go out to lunch with your friends and you're like, you need to see my trainer. You need to see my trainer. You know, and nobody's asked for that. It's like, shut up. <laughs> like, glad you love us, but at the same time, it's like, you know, when when the student's ready, the teacher will appear type of thing. Like, you don't have to save people. Like, you, it's not your job. You know, save yourself. I mean, that that's really all you can work on. And then, if you're that beaming light, people will come to you and say, how do you get there? And then you can suggest it. But, you know, walking around as an evangelist for, you know, fitness, it's like, it's, you're doing that for you. There's something in you you got to do that for. And it's just not going to have any net positive effect on anybody. It's just really not, including us, you know, because we're just, uh, you know, we're just going to end up frustrated. And, and who knows, maybe blame you a little bit. I mean, we do. You know, be like, God, why did they do that? They know better, and they sent this person to us. You know, it's like, come on, man, don't waste their time. So, you know, somebody's got to want it, and I'll leave you with that. And it's no different with alcohol and drug abuse. Um, you, you know, you can suggest AA till you're blue in the face, but if somebody's not ready, it's not going to work. You can leave literature around. You can do all that great stuff, but it's not until they call you up and say, you know, I really need to get sober. How did you do it? That, that you're going to have any net positive effect on them. Um, and that's probably easier to understand that analogy because I think every family has been through it. Um, but it's really the same with fitness. It's the same thing. You've got to be, they've got to want it. I'll leave you with that. They've got to want it. So until next time, be max fit and be max well.